Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Healthy for Life. I hope you're all having a great week. Today I have a special guest joining me and we are going to be talking about being an entrepreneur while being a mother. And this special guest of mine today is a mother of five children. (laughs) And so I can't imagine what that is like. I am excited to talk to her about how she is successful as she is while raising all of these children and being a mom to them. So um, I'm excited for her to share her story with us and what she does and how she does it and hopefully offer some special tips and uh, insight to all of you. I know for myself, I have learned that I, I become a better mother when I still have my own things going on. And when I have time to myself and I still have something to call my own, I feel like I'm able to be a better wife and a better mother. And so that's something that I think is so important. And it's hard to find that balance at times between, you know, pursuing your own passions and pursuing a career, but still putting your family as a priority. And I think many women probably struggle with that and they deal with that mom guilt or, you know, trying to find that balance and still make themselves a priority. So I'm going to bring Amanda in today to talk to us and share her story with us. Hey, Amanda, thanks for joining me today. Tell everyone where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. I am from Florence, South Carolina, and I am a mama of five. I have one boy and four girls. My oldest is the boy, and I have been a health and safety advocate for about nine years now, and it has actually connected me with some really cool people like you. That's awesome. And I feel bad for your son. He's (laughs) the oldest with four little sisters. That's crazy. (laughs) I feel bad for him until he gets to high school. And then he will be super excited because, you know, all of his sisters will have friends. True. I'm sure that he'll love it whenever their friends come over. (laughs) Right. Tell everybody a little bit about what you currently do because you're an entrepreneur and um, what is it that you you do? Because we're going to get into being a mother, but let's talk kind of first about what your business is. I So whenever I was sharing with you that I am a health and safety advocate, basically a little over nine years ago, I decided to make a huge lifestyle shift and I had no idea that I was even doing that. It was as simple as I was in college and I was prescribed birth control. And then I was prescribed an antidepressant um, because I had, you know, depression and I had a lot of bad habits in college. I drank every night. I ate poorly. I mean, everything was fast food and junk food, processed foods. So, you know, the birth control and the antidepressant made me gain more weight and I was the heaviest that I'd been. So I just decided that I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the heavy girl anymore in my friend group. It was just 
wasn't something that I had ever, you know, thought for myself. So I decided to start walking and it was really as simple as that. And then I, you know, changed out my foods and then I started changing out other things and then I became pregnant and my OBGYN told me that I couldn't use the, the, uh, skincare line that I had always used for acne anymore because it wasn't safe for my baby. And Mm -hmm. that is what started making the wheels turn in my head that I needed to do the research there, you know, and start using safer products. So I basically got a lot of questions because I lost 60 pounds throughout all of that, you know, lifestyle shifting. And then I started talking about things that people here just had no clue about. I live in the deep South and you know, for someone to say that fried food isn't good for you, that's blasphemy. <laughs> so, you know, I I kind of, uh, I got a lot of questions from my friends and it was really time consuming to answer it all through Facebook. If you think about it, just, you know, message after message. So I decided to create a blog and it transformed into a health and wellness blog. And I've had other jobs outside of that, but one of my really good friends kept telling me that I should try beauty counter for the products. And so I did, and I joined for the discounts and, you know, here I am five years into it. And now it is my, my second full-time job. I had two full-time jobs, my blog and beauty counter. And I'm a managing director with beauty counter uh, and a team of, I have a team of around 500 women that I work with. Wow. every day. That is just, that's incredible. And it's such an amazing story too. I love hearing stories like that because it's like you went from, you know, the standard American diet type of life, carrying extra weight, being on medication, not feeling your best to taking control of your health and saying, this isn't how I want to live and transforming your life. And in that process, you said, Hey, it, it it brought you into a whole new world. And now you actually make a really good living, you know, doing something that's not only spreading good news and teaching people things, but it's getting, you know, safer products out there. I just think that's so amazing. And anybody can do it if they put their mind to it. Yes, I agree with you. Anybody can do it. And that is something that means a lot to me is throughout all of this, I found my power. I regained my power over my body, my health, my choices. And that is my goal every day to project that to other people that they can find their power and that you can have control in what is happening in your health. And the way that you treat your body is super important. And then also, if you're passionate about something and you're sharing it and you're being genuine about it, then, you know, you can definitely turn that into a job. I mean, you know, if you're, if your passion is that you, you know, love foods and you've researched all this stuff, then you could really make a job out of that. You could talk to people about how food can be your medicine. Or, you know, if you are someone that loves to work out and you feel like you've got all the background knowledge on that, that could be something that you can turn into a job. If you like clean, safe, high-performing products, and you're quite frankly ticked off at the world for lying to us about what's in our products, you can make that into a job. You can do whatever you want. You just have to realize that you have the power to do it. Absolutely. 
So how did you get off the uh, antidepressants that you were on and what kind of lifestyle changes did you make, you know, at that time? Well, one thing I'll say, you know, in college, I'll say that maybe the way that I did it wasn't the right way because I stopped cold turkey. And I don't think that that's smart because it's not something that I don't know how to describe that. I mean, it's just when you take medications for so long and you quit them cold turkey, there can be a lot of side effects. So absolutely. Yeah. Doing it the way that I did it. But, you know, I was in college. I didn't know any better. And I just decided to do it. I probably did have some of the side effects, uh, but I, I don't remember them as of right now. But one thing that made a huge impact in my life whenever I decided to change was the exercise, the eating cleaner and getting chiropractic adjustments that literally changed everything because your spine controls every nerve in your body and every nerve in your body goes to your cells and your organs and all of the things that function. So if, if your spine's out of alignment, then there, it's not going to work the way that it needs to. So by getting adjusted, my body started naturally doing the things to get healthier. My immune system was working at optimum health. By just getting chiropractic adjustments, it changed all of that. So those are the things that I definitely recommend for the um, antidepressant part. And then also naturopathic doctors are people that we can plug into. And I didn't realize that that was even a resource whenever I did it. But I recommend a naturopathic doctor for everyone right now because that will take all the guesswork out of what you can and can't do and how to do it. I totally agree. Yeah, I have one of those in my back pocket as well. And I, I always tell people, I think that having somebody that you can reach out to, even if it's just to recommend certain supplements is so much smarter than just trying to guess on your own. And they just even having somebody when you're like, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing. What are your thoughts? helps versus, you know, going kind of through that spiral of making an appointment with a primary care who's then going to send you here. And, you know, and obviously we know mainstream medicine is different and they typically deal with symptoms instead of causes. So it's, that's great advice. And I think that whether it's an acupuncturist or a homeopath or an ND, a naturopathic doctor, somebody that you can go to that you know, thinks outside the box and kind of looks more at the body as a whole. But you start to make these lifestyle changes, you're changing your nutrition, you're exercising, even it was just basic as as walking. And now you've been introduced to cleaner cosmetics. And so the weight has come off and you're feeling better. 100%. I mean, not even just the weight. And I'm someone who doesn't believe in owning a scale. That's just me personally. It put way too many negative thoughts in my mind that was associated with a certain number. Mm-hmm. So I am more so of if you feel good, if you if you like the way you look, that's all that matters. I don't believe in a scale. You know, so once the weight comes off, I mean, your your body just runs better. You can breathe. I mean, for me... If I go out and I eat fast food, and sometimes I do, sometimes we do eat fast food, but if if I ever do, so let's say, for instance, I go to a social event and there's a Little Caesars pizza or a pizza from Pizza Hut, as soon as I eat it, I feel horrible. Later that night, I feel horrible. The next day, I feel horrible, and then my skin breaks out. So I've learned that if I eat stuff like that, I mean, I can eat it, but I'm not going to feel good, and I want to feel good. 
I've got too many things to do in my day to feel bad. And I feel like once you feel good, that's a feeling you really, really like. So it's easier for me to stay there. And plus, as you continue on this journey, you'll learn recipes and different things and how to make sauces and your food really is good. It's not bland to eat healthy at all. I totally agree. You can eat unhealthy and eat like what a turkey and white bread sandwich and that doesn't taste fabulous, but. (laughs) Right. And I think healthy foods typically are more nutrient dense. So they're more satisfying. They, they have flavor to them. They're not your diet fast, uh, boxed foods that tend to be bland, you know? So yeah, healthy is, is amazing how it, it tastes and how it feels. I don't think there's anything that compares to that. So you started, uh, getting into beauty counter and tell everyone a little bit about kind of what you had told me as far as you were always the girl that went for the organic stuff, but then you started to learn, so much more beyond that. Talk a little bit about that. When I shared earlier that my OBGYN told me when I was pregnant for the first time that I couldn't use the acne regimen that I had used my entire life because it wasn't safe for the baby in my belly. That's when I realized that I needed to use safer. And so I did what I thought was right, and that was if it was organic or all natural, that that's what I should go with. And so I went to the grocery store. I remember I went to the grocery store, and I went to that section of the grocery store, the organic section, and I just started, you know, grabbing things from that section without looking at labels or anything on the back of the label. I looked at the front, obviously, so if it said acne, I just grabbed it. Or, you know, shampoo, conditioner, just grabbed it. And what I didn't know, I didn't know two things. One, I, just because it's organic or safe doesn't mean that it's high performing. So shampoos, conditioners, all that stuff took me forever to find because a an, an organic shampoo just makes your hair feel waxy. So that was a thing that I found was lacking was the performance in the products. But then also that, When you do flip the bottle over and you look at the ingredients, companies can lie to your face and there can be horrible ingredients in it. But because there's no regulation in the beauty industry, they can put whatever they want on it and they can lie and they can market to people like me who went to that section of the grocery store to get my products specifically because they were organic. So I thought I was making a good choice. And so that really made me mad. And then I went down the rabbit hole of looking at every single ingredient and every single thing. And it's time consuming. And that's another thing. Companies know that some people are going to look at the ingredients. So things like formaldehyde that are not good for you at all. I mean, that's what they embalm bodies with are hidden under different terms, under different names on the back of the label so that we won't even know that it's in there. Because if formaldehyde is on the bottle, would you buy it, you know? Or if it's under another term, would you buy it? I would would buy it if I didn't know what that word was. So 
that to me just opened up a whole nother section of, wow, you know, there's, there really is no regulation in the beauty industry. If I want to go out and make a moisturizer and that moisturizer has straight up poison in it, I can still sell it at Walmart or Ulta or wherever. And the FDA can't tell me that I can. So that blew my mind. Yeah. It's truly insane. The more you learn about the industry, there's it's very broken when it comes to our food system. And I would say it's probably just as broken, if not more when it comes to cosmetics. And you're right. A lot of those companies that are making the everyday products that we see on the shelves at Target and Walmart and Walgreens are the same companies that are making organic products that we might see at uh, Whole Foods or certain places like that, and they're still putting crap in them. They just maybe a little bit better because they're organic, but um, they're still able to get away with putting a lot of these toxic chemicals in them. I mean, you take even fragrance, for instance. It's um, it's so hard not to find stuff with fragrance. And yeah. what is it? It could have up to like 3,000 different carcinogens in it that that a manufacturer doesn't have to label what they are because it's protected under trade secret laws and that is something that's you know a whole nother animal itself I talk to so many people that say you know here's the back of my product can you tell me if the ingredients are good or not and so I'll look and I'll say well everything looks great except for this and it is fragrance and and so they asked me, well, why is it such a big deal? It is it is a big deal because there are so many chemicals that are looped in under that term. So I'll share this. One of my favorite documentaries that really explains this is called Stink. And it's on Love Netflix. It. And a part of it was this boy that went to college and he was using, I mean, in high school, he was using Axe body spray. And it made him have like an asthma attack and all of this crazy stuff happened to him. But then after that, he had such a horrible reaction to it because other kids at the school were using it. He couldn't even go back to school. He had to complete his high school at home and homeschool. And so the mom reached out to Axe and said, can you tell me what this fragrance is? Because my son is severely allergic to it. And they told her no. And they don't have to tell you because it's a trade secret. The FDA protects the companies, it's like their secret formula and it's their way of not telling us what it is, but because it could be so many things they we should be able to know that. And for me, I have psoriasis. So if I go to the grocery store, I can look at the back of every single shampoo and conditioner in that grocery store and it could say paraben free or sulfate free or all these other snazzy terms on the front that they always try and, you know, get you with, right. but on the back. Every single one of them has fragrance. I cannot ever buy a shampoo or a conditioner at a grocery, like at an actual store because of that. And it drives me insane. It's yeah, really it's, annoying. I totally, totally agree with you. And it's crazy because the sad part is, is manufacturers are just really just out to make money. And I don't want to support those kind of companies. So even if I could use a product or I might love a certain product, if they're willing to do that and put the consumer's health at risk and not care and not divulge what it is that they're putting in their product that could be harmful to people's health. I mean, we've seen the the stuff that, that the health issues that are linked to a lot of these 
chemicals. It's something that's really serious, but these manufacturers don't care. They only care about their bottom line. And so that's not a company I want to support. And I think that for me, that's also what I love about Beauty Counter and other companies like them is they're putting the people and the planet first. They're looking out for our best interests, even if it takes them longer and more money to, you know, research an ingredient and to, to get the product just right. They're willing to put in that work. And those are the kind of companies that I personally want to support. I agree. I'm the same way. And it really didn't start sinking in with me until Beauty Counter released their research about mica and then what they are deciding to do as a brand and only sourcing ethically sourced mica and it 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 just gave me chills even saying it out loud but what are you supporting when you buy from companies and i personally want to support the vision and the practice of people over people and planet over profit I want to work with companies I want to support, I want to use, I want to, you know, recommend companies that care about this planet and us before they care about how much money they're going to make off of us. And that speaks volumes um, when when you can actually pick up what what you're thinking about in your hand and ask yourself what you're supporting. Right. Yeah. And I think that right now there's a lot of, uh, catch phrases or, or like you said on packaging, some of the hip cool things to market on a package are organic, all natural, no parabens. And, uh, sometimes they'll say no sulfites too. And I feel like those are kind of catchy things that, you know, a decent amount of people know, okay, parabens are bad because I feel like it's getting out there that we've literally found parabens in breast cancer tumors. So people are kind of catching on to that. But I think companies, that doesn't mean that the product is clean. And some companies are using those as catchphrases to get people's attention, but you have to do the extra step to learn to turn that bottle over, to read those ingredients and, and to look out for certain things. And what would you say, what would you recommend to people is the best way to understand or to learn ingredients? Well, I know that for a lot of people, they just feel like they don't have the time and that's okay. I don't really have the time either. You know, I mean, I don't think you do either. We don't know everything about everything but I do recommend connecting with people that you trust that expressed that they've looked into this so that they can lead you in the right direction I Mm -hmm. also recommend a website called environmental working group and basically it's a database where you can go and plug in your personal care products your cleaning products there are even some processed foods on there and it'll give them ratings of safety. And so that's been a huge resource for me personally. And the easiest way to do it is to go to Google and type in EWG and then whatever the name of the product is. It'll take yep. you straight to the screen that has the rating on it and then what the ingredients are and what they're linked to. But then another thing that I love is Beauty Counter has a never list. And it's a list of ingredients in common personal care products that are harmful that they will never use in their products. And so I definitely go off of that list. 
But I also am someone who is simplified my life. I look back at how many products I used to have. And whenever I did clean out under my cabinets and in my shower and in my bathtub and my makeup bag, I had so much junk just sitting there. I, you know, you use so many different things. I don't use as much anymore. I'm a quality over quantity person. So I love beauty yeah. toner. I don't, I haven't tried one thing that I don't love. So pretty much all of our stuff is beauty counter. Uh, I use Grove for cleaning. I use Norwex for cleaning. So when you find companies that you love and products that you love, then just use those um, right. and trust their their uh, visions. I also love B Corps. B Corps are really good brands to trust in when it comes yes. to safe ingredients. I was saying, and if you're looking at ingredients, less is always better. I like I like ingredients that I can pronounce. Right, exactly. What other B Corps do you are? Do you have any that you uh, get stuff from? Whether it be like home stuff, home products, cleaning, clothing. Are, are there any other B Corps that you like besides Beauty Counter? So I love I love Grove. I shop a lot from there, and they are a B Corp, and they are striving to get all of their products to that standard. A few products that they carry have fragrance in them, so just look at the ingredients. But for the most part, everything on there is really good, and it just delivers straight to your house. Uh, I love Molly Suds. Their laundry detergent is amazing. My husband loves it, and he's my harshest critic on anything that comes to do with his clothes. So, you know, it's it's husband-approved. It's baby-approved. You can easily get baby poop out of your clothes with it. Uh, I also love Seventh Generation. They're great. Mm -hmm. I use a lot of their products in my kitchen, dishwasher tablets and soap. And they aren't I, a B Corp though, right? They are. They are. Oh, they are. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Patagonia is also a B Corp. So yep. I, we do get their coats a lot. And clothing is an area that I'm trying to do better in. It's just hard because I've got such young kids. They just tear everything up. So Mm -hmm. For me, I shop less uh, and I support brands like Packed Organic or Col Colored Organics. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. So those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Right. So tell us a little bit about how you balance having five children and being a businesswoman and entrepreneur, having a successful business like you do. How do you do it? time blocking, and realizing that you can't do everything in one day. So don't make this crazy to-do list because you're not going to do it. You cannot, you can't get through all of it. And you know that as you're writing it out. So, you know, I realized that writing lists like that would just make me angry and disappointed in myself when I should be celebrating the fact that I, you know, I, I even desire to do anything extra. So I write about four things on my to-do list that are outside of, you know, just your regular routine. And I do time blocking and I work around my kids' schedule. I'm homeschooling my older two. And then I've got a three-year-old in preschool. God bless her energy. And then <laughs> I have, you know, a 20-month-old and a, and a five-month-old. So a lot of their stuff's done during their nap time. I do get up before my kids and then I work when my kids are asleep. 
So it's just finding those moments where you can work. And then also for me, because I have two full-time jobs at home, I have a set work schedule also. So from a certain time to a certain time, those are my work hours. And I've communicated this with my husband. We came to an agreement on that together. And it's something that works with my kids' schedules. So he respects me and I respect him in that workspace. And do you ever struggle with that kind of mom guilt that a lot of women talk about, you know, saying like, maybe I'm not spending enough time with my kids or, I mean, especially too, having five kids, you, you have to give each of them some individual time as well. I mean, mom guilt can creep up on us at any given time. And I feel like if anything, being at home for the last six weeks with five kids has taught me that they're only little once and yes your days are going to be hard and guess what if you don't have any kids you could have a hard bad day so it's finding the joys in every day and and being present and not wishing that you were a part of something else being happy with with what you have and giving yourself grace Mm -hmm. we all need all the grace yeah watering the grass right where you are, right? Sometimes we just have to focus on what's right in front of us and what we can handle. Can you give some tips or advice to mothers with children who want to start something to call their own, who maybe want to start a business or go back to work? Is there any kind of advice that you give moms in that situation or encouragement? Oh, definitely. I mean, You know, I give people a lot of grace more as an experienced mom than I did in the very beginning. And I can look back at the things that I used to say and and laugh at myself because, you know, time will, will make you do that for sure. But I will say that we all have the ability to do it. It's just realizing where we spend our time. So really look at your day and look at what you do. If you mindlessly browse Facebook or, you know, you're on TikTok and you're TikToking all day or whatever, (laughs) or, you know, you're into Netflix all day long. I mean, what does that do to bring positivity to your life at the at the end of the day? Are you proud of the time that you spent there? If you are, that's wonderful. But if you want something more and you don't want to physically leave and go to an office building or you can't physically leave and go to an office building, I definitely think that a side hustle at home is for you and could be for all of us. You have 30 minutes a day. You can do it. Yeah, it just seems like the key is kind of prioritizing your time. And and like you said, those time blocks I know when I first had my son, who's now, uh, he's almost 16 weeks old. I just said, you know what? Like in the beginning, obviously you're just like, I can't plan or think of anything for the first couple of weeks. But then as I started to kind of come back to myself and being able to like, okay, I've got this. I said, one thing is all I'm going to give myself every day. One thing and it would start as something as today. I'm going to take a shower and wash my hair. And then today I'm, my goal is to put away the Christmas decorations. And then today, you know, and as the weeks would go on, I would set, 
you know, be able to set maybe an extra goal and then they would start to become more work related and, uh, you know, bigger goals as I would go on and I got my handle on having two children. And I think that's like, you just take it step by step. And like you said, if you plan ahead and you, you make the most of your time, you can really do anything you put your mind to. Exactly. And I love now that I've had five kids of my own. I love talking to women that are pregnant for the first time or have just had their first baby because you really don't know how much time you do have on your hands and how much you're up at random hours of the night and you're on your phone anyway. And so looking back, I can see how I could have worked my beauty counter business in those pockets. So Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love talking to other mamas and then you know after you have a baby then it just kind of you you can see it later on and life will never be the same but it's yeah. in a good way <laughs> okay. uh, well I'm so glad you joined me today I really appreciate it and I feel like we could have another episode on a couple other topics even one probably being marriage and how you balance that but (laughs) we'll save that for another time but um yeah tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and your your blog as well thank you I would love to talk again and oh man if Derek got on here and talked marriage with us he would definitely crack you up because he's a (laughs) He's a ham, but uh, you can find me on my blog. My blog is littlesouthernlife.com, and my Instagram handle is littlesouthernwife, and my kids just found me. So. Okay, so Little Southern Life is the blog, and the the Instagram is the same, or it's wife? Wife, W-I-F-E. Okay, and the blog is life with L-I-F-E. Okay, yeah. got it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here. It's been great talking to you and um, I look forward to connecting again in the future. You too. It was nice to talk to you. What an inspiring story she has. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, make sure you subscribe and rate my podcast. Give it a five star, if you will, and share with a friend and tune in because I'll be back next week. Take care.